look, some careless person has left thousands and thousands of dollars just lying here on my coffee table. Uh, Smithers, why don't we leave the room, and hopefully when we return, the pile of money will be gone. Don't! Look, Smithers, the money and a very stupid man are still here. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. That. that would be Montgomery Burns. He's Monty Burns. Charles Montgomery Burns. That's right. Charles From the Montgomery. episode, two cars in every garage and three eyes on every fish. That's going to be the uh, episode we talk about first today. What a coincidence. Uh, <laughs> so, here we are, back at Back two in bad the neighbors. saddle again. Yeah. Before we get into this week's episodes, uh-huh. Greg, yeah. we have a pretty big news item we need to talk about sure. here on the podcast. Yeah. Harry Shearer, oh yeah, yeah, famed uh, voice actor for the show. Worked yeah, the show for twenty six years. You know, I'm almost regretting um, watching three episodes today because I feel like this is going to take a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We maybe should have shortened it, but we, uh, we, we'll make do. Yeah, <laughs> carry on. Harry Shearer uh, has announced that he is leaving The Simpsons, and Al Jean, current showrunner, has announced that. The show will go on, they will recast his parts, and that's the nature of things. What do you think about that, Greg? That's just reason number 51 why I hate Al Jean. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, I'm sure he's a nice enough guy, but he's dill. Uh, <laughs> so... God damn it. Yeah. Right? I don't know if there's anything else to say. It's true. Other than god damn it. God damn it. I mean, neither of us watch the show anymore. But... But it's just... It's such a huge loss for the show. Like, it's crazy that they're going to try and recast Mr. Burns, Smithers... Brockman. Hibbert, Ken Brockman... Uh, Seymour Skinner. Sure. Uh, <laughs> the list goes <laughs> to on. To name only a few. Yeah. Uh, Otto. Otto, yeah. Uh, Kang. That's right. <laughs> or is it Kodos? I, I, think it, I think it was Kang. I, I think know. he's Kang. I don't know if they've ever actually solidified uh, their, their names in that respect. Yeah. Because um, I know Dan Castellano does the other one. Yeah. They each do one. But yeah. it's just a matter of yeah. name-wise if they solidified it. Anyway. And uh, Judge Roy Snyder. That's right. <laughs> Old judge. Yeah, and just on and on and on, and these characters are gone, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, well, they're going to recast them. They're going to they're gonna recast them, but, like, why, why? It's not the same, it won't, like, it's, it hasn't been the same show for over a decade, mm-hmm. but it's really not going to be the same show. Yeah. Because even if they get, like, even if they get someone who... Is a phenomenal voice actor, which mm-hmm. I'm sure they will. Sure. Right? Like, let's say there's a lot of great voice actors. There's out there, you know? many, many. Uh, let's say they get somebody, and I'm not saying just one person is going to fill his shoes because no. they'll have to get several. I feel. Yeah. Um, but let's say they get somebody along the lines of Billy West. 
Okay. Who I'm not saying they would get get Billy West. I don't think he would be right for the part. Would be a good fit. No, but <laughs> but let's say because we like you and I both know that how talented Billy West is, right? Of course. Let's say we get someone as talented as him, mm-hmm. right? Who is like who has made a living at essentially like impersonating voices and making beautiful new characters. Yeah. Right. It's just not going to be the same because they're going to be doing an imitation. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's going to be exactly for the next two years at least. Yeah, um, which is the worst part. Yeah. Did you see how much they were they, the cast is making for the next two years? No, but I do you want to know? Imagine. Yeah. Do you want to know what Harry Shearer walked away from? Uh huh. Fourteen million an episode for two years. Oh, 14 million total. Yeah. Okay. For two years, that's seven more million, reasonable than seven million per a year. Episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would get which seven like million a year, money. which is. Which is just insane for voice acting. Yes, right. It's the it's the the Simpsons is the pinnacle of voice acting, mm-hmm. and the guy who they get the guys who they get to replace him are going to make peanuts. Yeah, right. They're not going to make anything. Yeah, they're just going to be like so happy to be on the show. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I filled in for Harry Shearer in the last two years. Of the <laughs> everyone Simpsons. hates me. Yeah, everyone like. But look at all the money I'm making. But he's not going to make any money. It's just going to make money. They're not going to make much money. It's going to make a lot more money than you and I will ever. Oh see. God, yeah. <laughs> in like a month, yeah, it'll be more money than I've ever seen. <laughs> more money place. than I knew existed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, to to play devil's advocate, you know, there's a great tradition of uh, voice actors taking over roles. For other voice, uh, other characters, but never Tunes, on this show. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, the, the big difference is it's it's all uh, one television show versus like Looney Tunes, which was characters that were in various shows. You know, they Billy been, West, for they, example, did yeah took over for Bugs Bunny after Mel Blanc uh, passed away. So. Yeah, but here's the thing: like with um with with the with the Looney Tunes, Mel Blanc did everything. Yeah. He did everything, Absolutely, yeah. even from a hospital bed. <laughs> he did everything. Yeah, right. Um, and so, like when he Billy basically West invented voice acting. Yeah, when yeah. Billy West comes in and takes over for Bugs Bunny, they also have to get like ten other people to come in and take over for all the other roles to yeah. make them that specific. Right? Mm-hmm. They have one guy just to do Porky Pig because only one guy on the planet <laughs> can get the speech pattern right. 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 So. Um, and it's in that documentary, Hey, I Know That Voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh my god, there's a crazy science to this. Yeah. Right? And Billy West is one of the best mm-hmm. that there is, right? I, um, oh, and who's the, who's the other guy? Um, probably the, 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 the other most famous voice, like, uh, voice actor filling in for a, for a departed voice actor is, um, uh, Kermit the Frog. Steve yeah. Whitmore, yeah. Um, who's filled Henson. in, who's who's filled in for Jim Henson yeah. ever since Jim Henson passed away in the in 1990, I think it was when he passed yeah. away. Yeah, sounds right. Um, yeah, and he he filled in. He's been doing that role ever since, and I honestly can't see anybody else do it. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it's spot on. It's yeah. spot on. Right. Um, what about me? <laughs> no. I owe Kermit the Frog. Terrible. So good. Terrible. It's perfect. No, there's not nearly enough bipolar <laughs> disorder in that. Oh boy! So we can talk That's about a whole other podcast. We can talk about Kermit the Frog's bipolar disorder, right? Because <laughs> he really is. He's a this is an episode frog. of Mental Muppets. <laughs> we talk about the various. Mental I've always diseases. really enjoyed the um, pathos of Kermit the Frog. Mm, pathos. Um, whatever. <laughs> God damn it! And that was the last episode. <laughs> 
of mental muppets never doing that <laughs> again quits. yeah once again i quit <laughs> uh so yeah harry shearer's gone i mean are you gonna watch the show now is that what was <laughs> no. holding you back <laughs> yeah no, right? uh, i was playing Shearer. catch up i i mean i've got two seasons left uh, that i've aired so far that i yeah. haven't seen that's yeah. it yeah um but i don't know i don't know if i'll if i'll make it just let it die, you guys. No, I know. I know. Just let it die. Let it end. The problem is, at this point, no matter how they end it, it's going to be terrible. Yeah, that's true. So, like, true. the legacy is broken already. Yeah. Like, there's no way they can suddenly be, like... Suddenly be good Yeah, like, have a, of... have a final episode, or even a final season that has, like, some good episodes building up to a big finale, and the finale being something that all Simpsons fans all over the world uh, appreciate and feel is... Good. No, you can't do that, but, like, it's it's a scientific fact now because Harry Shearer's not there. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's no way you can end the show in a satisfactory way without all the original voice actors being there. Yeah, one of the biggest pieces of the show is no longer there, and it's just, you're never going to be able to end it right. Yeah. Unless you can get him back. Yeah. Which they won't. Harry it's Shearer's, unlikely. Harry Shearer's been wanting to walk away from the show for oh, a yeah. decade. Oh, yeah. Right? For more than a decade. He's He hasn't been wanting to do it for no, a long he's, time. Yeah, he's always been the... He's always been the, the one. The grump. Yeah, but God <laughs> bless him, he gives some of the best performances. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, and, like, every single time I hear um, I hear about Harry Shearer, it's like... Because I, I have... I've had... I've, I've read the books, obviously, Planet Simpson. That doesn't really go into the voice acting very much. But um, John Ortbed's um, Unauthorized History of the Simpsons goes into it. And most tellingly, um, Nancy Cartwright's book, um, My Life as a Ten-Year-Old Boy, mm. um, goes into it a little bit. And she talks a little bit about how he would do, like, one, maybe two takes mm-hmm. uh, for each one. And then just like, no, I'm not doing more. We're moving on. <laughs> I got it. Work it. Yeah. Uh, and he's and he's right usually like he I he never really got a bad take uh, that I've seen yeah. in the golden years anyway, but anyway, so yeah, yeah I mean this will be this will be known as the moment the series started its downward spiral I would say this yeah uh, you know I'm going on the opinion that the series has been in the long plateau. Sure. Oh, so it's finally coming off of it. Yeah. And like now we're this gonna is going, see... going to dip down into garbage territory. We're going to see garbage. I feel like there's been dips throughout. Yeah. Like specific episodes have been utter garbage. I've I've seen I've seen it pull out of it. Oh yeah, and I've seen it come up right. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like it's gone up and down. Yeah. For the most part, it's all pretty consistently yeah. mediocre. There's there's like if if you wanted to keep up with The Simpsons like on a on a week by week basis, you could do it and not and not feel like. You were really wasting your time if you were just watching it week by week, because I think there are enough decent to good episodes in each season since the end of the golden years to you know justify coming back to it. I just got tired of it. Yeah, is essentially what it is. Right? Yeah, and I feel like the you know for me, I still think the mark of the end of the golden years is when Phil Hartman died. Yeah, and that's you know in the same vain it's yeah it's that's the why exact it's you know it's thing, losing yeah. that talent and those characters that uh, the show would be nowhere without yeah and that's you know troy mcclure and lionel hutz are two characters that the show needs really does because they represent like lionel hutz represents the re- represents the simpsons writers take on 
the the law system yeah. and how seedy and ridiculous it can be, right? And Troy McClure is just Hollywood. It's Holly. Yeah, he's 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 fallen Hollywood royalty, and it's and it's a beautiful char- character to to watch. Um, and without those two, you lose your prime satirical tools against those two huge institutions yeah. the law and movies yeah. right um and without harry shearer <laughs> you lose something even more yeah right there's i don't think there's there's no there's no quantifying what that man brought to the show mm-hmm. and i i agree with you if if um phil hartman's tragic death signified the end of the golden years then Harry Shearer's departure signifies the end of the long plateau <laughs> and the slow descent into oblivion. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so now that we've gone over that fun piece of news, hooray! Hooray! It's corrections, time for and, omissions. <laughs> corrections and omissions. Corrections and omissions. omissions. Here we go. What did we miss last time? I well, don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I kept on saying that. The Winfields, mm. uh, Mr. Winfield died. I kept on <laughs> believing that, that that happened. Right. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to find out. I got to know. And so the last episode that either Winfield appears in is New Kid on the Block right. in season four. Um, and it's when uh, Mrs. Winfield comes to the door and says, I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. I, but she says, me and my husband are leaving. Oh, okay. And so he's moving. still alive. He's still alive. But you she, just don't see him. Right. She's the only yeah. one that appears. Yeah. You just, you just don't see him. Fair mistake. Fair mistake. Yeah. Um, so I thought for just years that he, let, he, dead, he was died dead. before yeah. that. I mean, we could argue they definitely die after they move oh, away. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> he, Homer even says, going to run out the clock in Florida, eh? Exactly. And uh, she says, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, great episode. Yeah. Great episode. <laughs> Written by Conan O'Brien. Yeah, true. Um, so that's our, that's my correction from, uh, several episodes now, because I've been claiming that he's been dead, (laughs) but it's never mentioned that he dies, so it's just something that I made up. Well, aside from that, uh, we are perfect, I think. I think, yeah, we're perfect. (laughs) I haven't heard anything from anybody. No, yeah, that's great. So that must mean we had no mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna keep assuming that, unless you write in. (laughs) Now, where can they write in? Oh. Uh, you can write us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com. That's the numerical three RD <laughs> at gmail.com. This is just a running gag now. Or <laughs> you could leave a comment on Facebook. <laughs> on our web zone. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, two cars in every garage and three cars. And, uh, <laughs> and three cars on three every cars fish. Three cars on every fish, killing every fish. Uh, three eyes on every fish. <laughs> This episode is directed by Wesley Archer, mm-hmm. a uh, common Simpsons director, and written by the man himself, Sam Simon, and, and Johnny John Schwartzwelder. In this corner, Johnny Schwartzwelder. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Now, chalkboard gags. Chalkboard, couchboard ca- gags. Couch gags. Couchboard gags. I'm going to get it eventually. Um... <laughs> The chalkboard gag is, I will not Xerox my butt. Yep. Classic. <laughs> Did you ever Xerox your butt, Greg? 
Uh, no, Xerox was not a thing when I um, got into you? the working world. Oh, but like at school, there was photocopiers at school? None that I was allowed to use. Oh. Right, they were always monitored by like a librarian or something. Oh. Or are you what talking kind of... about university? Sure, that too. Oh, no. Any time no, in your life. No, I never Xerox No, I never Xeroxed my butt. Did you? I don't know why we need to get specific. Yeah. Uh, no, I never did. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Apparently it was a thing kids did. I, uh, I think it was a thing that like everyone did. Really? Like, the, yeah, the office clown or the, oh, yeah. the class clown Classic. or the the kid with ADD. Yeah. Yeah. Or Bart. Or Bart Simpson. Yeah. And uh, the couch gag. Um, it springs up. Turns in, turns into the um, the fold out bed. Yeah, yeah. That actually isn't in the couch, right? Which becomes a joke later on because oh, like, oh yeah, 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 you can sleep on the couch. It folds <laughs> right out. <laughs> it starts ripping it out. Homer, <laughs> we got rid of the pull pull out. <laughs> oh yeah. What episode is that? I can't is remember. That, is that Herb? Herb, his uh, half brother. I might. It might be when he comes. Like when back. he comes back. Yeah. yeah. Brother, can you spare two times? That would be the thing that makes the most sense, but I can't. We'll get to it. We'll find it, and then we'll. No, it. it's oh. not. It's our Krusty's comeback. Krusty gets canceled. Oh, great! I think. Yeah, and Krusty stays at their place. Yeah, after he drinks all the milkshakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You mean those diet milkshakes? No. Oh. <laughs> um. So. Two cars in every garage and three eyes on every fish. This is I. You know what I um, I like this episode. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it was like really big on laughs. Yeah. Um, but I've always enjoyed the plot of this episode. I've always enjoyed like the the story of the mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. I, I I enjoy it, and I also enjoy how much the um, uh, how many pop culture references there are in this, and where this is like the really the first time they they bring striking comparisons to Burns and Kane. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, so, this is essentially Burns is running for governor. That's yeah. that's the plot, right? Against the incumbent uh, governor Mary of, Bailey. of whatever state Springfield is in. Mm-hmm. And Burns, and there is the... Iowa. Right. <laughs> um, and there, of course... Bart and Lisa, the whole episode starts, Bart and Lisa are fishing, they uh, find the Blinky, the three-eyed fish, Mm -hmm. and it is immediately found by the investigative reporter who publishes it, it goes all over the place, it's a big conspiracy, (laughs) the Nuclear Regulatory Commission comes to uh, the nuclear plant in Springfield, and they say you're going to have to shut it down if you don't bring it up to code because it's the worst, and that's when Homer gives Burns the idea to run for governor. That's right. And so he does run for governor. He's doing very, very well running for governor. But then moving up in the polls, yeah, he has a fateful dinner with the Simpson family, where Marge uh, serves him Blinky, serves him Blinky, fish. and it is disgusting. Yeah, and he can't swallow the food, so he spits it out, which basically ruins his chance at being governor. Yep. End of episode. That's right. End of episode. That's a that's an easy one, and it's a it's a fun one. I, I like this. I thought it was okay. I, like I, I wasn't episode. I wasn't too keen on it to be honest. Really? Um I like I like Burns a lot as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh but I like him when he's being Burns. And he's not really being Burns in this episode very much. They do I I quoted Sideshow Bob Roberts 
uh-huh. before we started watching this episode. You need me, Springfield. Because I think Sideshow Bob Roberts is a better example of this episode. Yeah. Right? Oh, totally. It's essentially the same episode, but Burns is where he should be, mm-hmm. behind the scenes, being super evil, yeah. and putting out... The, and and creating the friendly face, which mm-hmm. turns out to be um, Robert Underdunk Terwilliger. Terwilliger. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I think that I think you're right. Right. Yeah. Whenever Mr. Burns tries to like calm the public or like put on like public relations side, it always feels a little hollow. It's just it's just less funny. I think it is. Thing, you yeah. know, it's just the, like when he's at the Simpson house and and uh, answering the pre. Uh, pre-made questions and stuff it's just like okay like this is fine but it's it's just not funny mm-hmm. and i and i love burns when he's like the beginning of this episode is great where he tries to bribe the guy yes. which i used as the quote at the beginning of the uh, podcast mm-hmm. um i thought that was really funny um and all his like kind of interactions with the guy as well yeah uh, as they're touring the the plant and finding all the things wrong with it but yeah once he once he gets like really sad and morose, uh, it's kind of a nice moment, but it's not that funny, and it's not really Burns, you know? So, I don't know. I just kind of, I, I remember watching it and just being kind of, eh, about it, so. Um, I don't know what, like, I, I couldn't think of any big laughs in this episode either. I thought of one. Okay. Um, <laughs> Moving on. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, I thought I thought of one because, like, as I said at the beginning, uh, uh, this episode isn't big on laughs. Yeah. I do enjoy the story. Um, I do enjoy... the my, my favorite part is actually the Burns paid political announcement. Mm. Um, one, because you get to see Burns as who he actually is when he's saying, like, at the end of this, they'll be lapping... Yeah, yeah, at the very my, beginning of it. They'll be or? eating out of my hand, these stupid idiots in this town... Right, and also you get to see him in like change over to public relations mode, which yep. they kind of, they they lo- luckily they do away with that in about season four mm-hmm. is when like you never see him do that again. Um, the last time I think he does that is when is in Homer Defined hmm. when uh, the plant is having a meltdown. and he's like, "Oh, this is just an unrequested fission surplus." <laughs> Right, he's trying to yeah, own yeah. the town. Right, it does, but that that makes sense because he is he owns the plant, right? Um, but in that paid advertisement, when he brings on the actor portraying Charles Darwin, mm-hmm. I thought that was very funny. I thought that concept was funny. I didn't think it was executed very like it. it he literally just came out and gave the speech for natural selection, and that was it. I, I feel like it was it was like a. I feel like it was a first draft of that ah. that story or that uh, bit, and that they could have went a lot farther with the Charles Darwin mm-hmm. uh, back and forth between him and Burns. Like mm-hmm. um, you might say, it was some kind of super fish, you know that kind of stuff. I think mm-hmm. there needed to be more of that. You wanted him to be Albert Brooks. I wanted to be Albert Brooks. <laughs> I wanted him to be uh, Troy McClure in you know Meat and You or whatever that yeah <laughs> Lisa the Vegetarian yeah. one is. You know where it's like someone asks a question and the quote unquote expert will reply like you know what? don't be a dummy <laughs> just ask a scientist uh, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh god I can't wait for Phil Hartman to be in this show right oh it's coming up so soon 
So yeah, like I thought there was a lot of like fun stuff and like fun ideas. I just a lot of it just felt really felt really flat for me, and not in a negative way, but just in a not uh, what's the word Uh, not glaring way. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't jump out at me as being memorable or funny. Mm -hmm. And I think that's always been the case with this episode because I I always know the plot line of it, Mm -hmm. but I can never think of jokes within it. Yeah, I think that's that's telling of a good episode, right? Is almost when it's the other way around when you can remember jokes but not necessarily what the jokes are in context with the plot like we've done like we just did recently yeah, yeah. with the couch thing yeah. um <laughs> but that 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 episode also like the crusty gets canceled also happens to have like it's a perfect golden year episode crusty <laughs> really gets canceled that's the difference between between these episodes the that we're watching years. yeah in season two the silver I, age i'm not even gonna talk about season one um We'll talk about season two because it's getting much better, right? Yeah. But I think Would you're you call right. call season two the Silver Age? Yes, let's call it that. Okay, great. Yeah, sure. Um, season one is trying some stuff. Season one <laughs> is the minor leagues. <laughs> season one is tryouts. Yeah. Right? Um, season one is very experimental, very yeah. like, let's give this a shot, see what, let's throw it see against the wall, see what sticks. Yeah. Right? Um, and in season two, you have you have episodes that have... Um, that have quite a few good jokes in them, or you have episodes that are good stories without many jokes, without many like solid jokes that stick with you afterwards. Like, um, in in this episode, you have uh, what I think is a good story, but not many great jokes. Yeah. In uh, the next episode that we watched, Dancing Homer, I think that story is ridiculous, yeah. and it falls and it, it's really it's it's poorly executed mm-hmm. i think the story is very poorly executed yeah and we'll talk more about that but i think it's the funniest episode we watched mm-hmm. this uh, in this round yeah had the most laughs yeah definitely had the most laughs for me um and i think that's what you get meanwhile in the golden years you get it all <laughs> right crusty gets canceled is a phenomenal episode because it's a great story mm-hmm. um about a secondary character no less yeah. and it's also Hilarious! Tons of great jokes. So many great jokes. There's like the 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 Bette Midler jokes alone are amazing. <laughs> Time to take out the trash. I'll get you for this Midler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like that's just that's just one example in like in in season four, which is just filled with them. Yeah, just filled with them. Um, now in this episode, I think this is the first time we see the final design of Burns' office. I think you're right, because it's got the balcony out, yep. and then it's got the... It's, it's got it's, the big imposing room, it's it, got the large chair. And it's got the screens. Big, yeah, the big window. Yeah. Oh yeah, the screens, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think this is the first time we actually see what his office will be known as. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it might... I could be wrong here, I might not have picked up on it before, but just a small thing that uh, I recognize this time is when they show the power plant, they have a crow that caws every time. Anytime they show the power plant as an establishing shot, there's a crow that goes, ah! every time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that's just like, it just makes sense with the context of the show that you don't think about it unless you're looking for it. But, you know, from now on, yeah. just look out for it. Anytime you see the power plant as an establishing shot, you'll hear a crow in the background go, ah! Huh. And I think this is the first time it happened, but it might just be the first time I remembered to pick up on it. Huh. And we might have missed it earlier. So if we're wrong, please write into us. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's... I never thought about that. Yeah. 
I also want to say this episode had the weirdest joke I think I've ever heard on The Simpsons. What was that? At least in the Silver Slash Golden Years. Uh-huh. Um, they're looking for dirt on Mary Bailey. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> weird. And uh, so they, they're like, oh, all we could find was from this kid who like dated her when he was 16 or something. And he's like, and Mr. Burns gets all excited, like, ooh, what happened? And the guy's like, he felt her up. And he's like, ah, it's not enough. <laughs> and they move on. I'm just like, what just happened? What was that? Like, I, I feel like I know what they were trying to go for with, like, a sex scandal, right? I, I like, don't. Oh, it sounds like she was, like, a victim. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take it that way. I definitely took it as, like, they were dating, and so Burns got excited because he's like, oh, like, she had premarital sex, right? And then it's like, oh, no, he just got to second base, so... Ah, uh, rats. We can't get her on that. Uh, That's what I got from should have just went for it and <laughs> said, like, you got to second base, right? Or yeah, Felter Up is, like, a weird thing like to it's hear on The creepy. Simpsons. Yeah. It seems really creepy. Yeah. I mean, anyway, in that context, it would be really <laughs> it weird. Would, it it's would a weird, weird joke that, I, that should have been, like, just, <laughs> cut. just like, mm, guys, do we need one here? This episode's <laughs> not very funny. Let's try and not do it, shall we? <laughs> Just let sleeping dogs lie. Anyway, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Anything else to say about this episode? Not really. There's no real firsts in it. Blinky's already appeared before. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Think. Apparently, they just liked the design of him so much that they wanted to have an episode based around him. Yeah. When they introduced him, and he comes around again. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he becomes kind of a mascot yeah. of the show in in a sense. Yeah. At least the nuclear power plant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's move on. All right. So the next episode we watched was Dancing Homer. Dancing Homer. Uh, and uh, this episode was uh, all about Homer becoming a mascot for the Springfield Isotopes. Yep, that's the plot. Yep, that's it. Um, <laughs> you know what his his uh, mascot name was? Dancing Homer. Dancing Homer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this episode was directed by Mark Kirkland. I we haven't seen that name yet. Um, and written by Ken Levine and David Isaacs. I think we've heard Ken Levine before. Hmm. Um, I'm, I don't know if this was um, uh, David Isaacs' first one or not, uh, but I do know that this was Kirkland's first episode. Great. Yeah, yeah, and it is the first time we see the Capital City goofball. That's right, and uh, pretty much the only time he talks. I think he might... Have a uh, couple lines here he, and there later. Yeah, he but... only says he only says the squeaky squeaky. Mm-hmm. That's, he does that, a little honk. Yeah, he does his own. That's all. I think that's all he does. Yeah. Um, so, couchboard gags. Yeah, couchboard gags. We got. Uh, I will not trade pants with others. Great. <laughs> Apparently, Bert just started giving other people some pants. Did you never do that? Uh, only at like university parties. <laughs> if you know what that's, I mean. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> at parties at parties yeah I don't know what you mean what <laughs> you ever had <sighs> pants off dance offs no <laughs> no I never did thank you you were present for them though was I yeah probably okay maybe without you knowing <laughs> I, yeah that's very possible um and uh the couch gag is they all sit down and then Maggie pops out of Marge's hair cute sure yeah it's fine <laughs> Moving on. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So we. This we, is a. 
This is another story that's told in Medias Res. That's right. It's another Telltale Head. That's right. Uh, pulp Fiction style. Yeah, that's right. That's very right. Tarantino. Um, that you agree with me. So on. this this episode starts out, and honestly, it's one of my favorite bits. The the. Oh, Otto. Yeah. Okay. It's so funny. Yeah. So they pull into the they pull into the be- stadium. Yeah, they pull into the stadium parking lot. It's uh, it's employee appreciation night at the plant. Um, employee, spouse, and no more no than more three, three children. children night. Yeah. <laughs> at the plant uh, for for the for the nuclear plant, and of course they're going to see the Springfield Isotope play. Um, Is this it- our first view of Springfield Isotopes? You know, it might be. It might be. Like, even mention of them? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is the first... This is the first mention of the... Of the... Of the Topes. The Topes. And we get a, a good view at what the fans think of them. <laughs> and that is unchanging. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gonna win some this year? We're gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> great the announcer is even just like oh he's so right and he strikes up because of course he does <laughs> <laughs> i think that entire sequence the entire first act i think is great oh I, yeah i think like at the baseball field it's so funny i like that a lot yeah yeah it's i think it's the like it's the it's the strongest part of the episode yeah it's we get a nice in medias res story structure. Yeah. We get uh, the great auto joke, which we didn't touch on yet. Where... No, we got it. We got it. So the entire the, the all the employees of the nuclear plant are on a bus with Auto because he's the only bus driver in the city, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, there's some sirens and stuff going on in the background. And Auto pulls up in the bus and he says, "Oh man, you do a better Auto impression <laughs> than I do." Oh well, I think we lost him. <laughs> it's like... And hey, we're at the we're at the stadium, <laughs> killing two birds, one stone. Uh, <laughs> For some reason, they were in a high speed pursuit yeah. away from the police, <laughs> and it's never touched on. No, it's great. I assume it's... this happens to Otto all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably got many felonies. He's wanted for many felonies. Yeah, um, he let us try and tip the bus over. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they go to watch the show and. Um, Burns sits next to Homer, and Homer's upset because he's, you know, like, now I can't be myself. Turns out Burns is trying to, like, fit in with the, mm-hmm. you know, the working class man. And so he's like, let's get a, let's get some beers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, kind of jeers at the uh, the players because mm-hmm. he used to do that in his day. Um, they they have, like, they have fantastic um, Burns jokes mm-hmm. whenever he mentions, like, baseball Whenever he mentions any, like, old-timey stuff yeah, that are he, often things that I don't understand, yeah. which makes it funny. When he, when he, when he, I don't know, I don't know what the joke is a reference to, <laughs> but I know it's butt-old uh, when he throws the, when he throws the opening pitch. And he's yeah. like, my, my arm was once compared to a young something, something or other, and it's just like, it's a... It's nonsensical. It's nonsensical, but it was definitely someone who was alive in like 1864 <laughs> and played with and played in the major leagues because mm-hmm. major league baseball was butt old too yeah <laughs> seriously um, it's super old yeah well i know <clears throat> cavemen played it um so but yeah so then homer gets a little drunk and 
he gets kind of pissed at the crowd not cheering on the team, so he gets up and starts dancing and, like, you know, riling the crowd up. Uh, happens to make the the Topes win, and so the manager, uh, a precursor to the rich Texan we see yeah, later totally in the is. series, I'd say, yeah. uh, hires him to be the new mascot. Now, I don't know if this is accurate because it's a Wikipedia sentence, okay. <laughs> but I didn't even, I didn't catch this when we were watching it. The team, the Isotopes, are expected to lose their 27th consecutive game, reportedly the longest losing streak in professional baseball. Wow. Before Homer does his little dance. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> I didn't catch that, but <laughs> like, all of a sudden, <laughs> like the, the feeling of the crowd seems much more... It makes sense. It makes so a lot more like, sense. Oh, here we go again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're an Oilers fan. Um, hey <laughs> Yeah! Yeah! Nailed it! Take that, Andrew Merrigan. <laughs> um. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Um, this, is a, this is a fine episode. It's, like you kind of touched on before, it's got I, I a think it's, pretty mediocre story. I think it's fine it's got fine enough for the first... jokes that... Yeah, the the jokes carry it over and it um and the like the the quality of the jokes in the episode make up for the piss poor ending because mm-hmm. I think the ending's garbage where he just fails and then well yeah he home. he fails like they they go home and he's talking in the bar and yeah. it's like that was it that was your how you were embarrassed you did your job yeah <laughs> and you did it competently yeah and everyone just happened to not like it yeah. It's not your fault. You have nothing to be ashamed of. No, you're fine. You did your job, and you did it well. <laughs> Everyone else sucks. <laughs> right? Like, it. they... Mm, yeah. The ending does not work. Yeah. Um, but there are enough good jokes in the first act, and enough good jokes in the second act, especially with the montage of everybody saying goodbye. Right? Right. Um, mostly Lisa's. <laughs> this is so great. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa so like, if, is... if I, I suppose if we had gotten to know each other better, my leaving would have a bit more of an impact. And the friend's just like, yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. It's just a phenomenal one-off line. Because <laughs> Lisa doesn't have any friends. Yeah. She never does. So we see Bart saying goodbye to Millhouse, and then... Oh, that's not which true. Is Le- she does have friends when the story yeah, needs her to. Yeah. Right. Janie and... Janie and, like, the other girls. Yeah. Whoever those... No, I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of Lisa episodes where it's, like, a new girl in school. <laughs> or, like, someone comes to school and yeah. upsets Lisa's status quo. Yeah. Specifically, Lisa's rival. And then in season 10, the oh, one with... Don't. Lord of the Dance. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. With Phoebe. Phoebe. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> hey, you like season 10. I don't like that episode. Okay. We'll get um, to it. Well, that's... In, like, a year. I uh, do... I do like... Um... Will, there's a really funny line in that episode. Okay. And it's, my retirement, retirement grace. grace. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. <laughs> Willie's funny. Willie's funny. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, oh, uh, is this also the first mention slash showing, obviously, of Capital City? Of Capital City. Yeah. Yeah, you get to see Capital City, and we get to see how different it is from Springfield. This is a great example. It's basically like of- a Las Vegas... It's a, I think New it's a, York amalgamation. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be bright lights, big city. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, also, we have our first appearance of a guest star playing themselves. That's that's right. Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett plays Tony Bennett. Yeah. 
He sings a song <laughs> about Capital City. And he's just hanging out on the Great streets. Great little montage yeah. about Capital City. And oh, it does, look, Tony Bennett. Yeah. And it also, there's a really great... Um, the, the the whole introduction of Capital City is is a great example of more will, world building. Yeah. Right? Because it shows you that, this, yes, Springfield is a part of a state. Mm-hmm. And the state has a capital. And it's, and it's called, called Capital it's City. Called Capital yeah. City. They eventually changed the spelling of Capital City. Oh, really? Yeah. To an O. What? So it's C-A-P-I-T-A-L in this one? Yeah. And it's O-L in some ah. of the later episodes. Interesting. So it's not like this is capital city right 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 it's capital city right that's, that's it's, it's a different word it's a little bit different see yeah <laughs> see? yeah um so yeah we have bleeding gums murphy come back with a different voice yeah uh for and probably one of the I don't know if I want to call it one of, like I don't I don't know if I could call it a good joke, but they sh- certainly went for it. Oh man, I thought it was great. Yeah, I think it was probably my favorite part of the episode. Really? Yeah. Okay, I just you, think you go for it. I think just because, like you said, they go for it and they don't let up and they don't let you get a, like yeah. get off scot free here, yeah. um, even with the time jumps because. Uh, if you watch the clocks, he sang for 26 minutes. 26 minutes. Yes, he did. <laughs> Starts at 7.30, ends at 7.56. <laughs> so he's singing the national anthem, and he's just, like, milking every single syllable. It's like, oh, oh, say, oh, say, can you see? Yeah, you're even going fast. I, I know, I'm, yeah. I'm too fast for it. Yeah. I <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And, uh... Yeah, I thought it was really funny seeing the the crowds uh, changing from you know, oh let's be patriotic to like all right this is getting long to oh my god this is so long except Lisa except Lisa who is hanging on every syllable because it's her hero yeah it's bleeding gum I guess still yeah bleeding gum Murphy sure can't um, they don't ever talk they don't nope <laughs> she's it's not a Lisa episode nope. Told from Homer's perspective, so that's by right. all rights, she might. She might have. It's true. She might have talked to him after the game, had a nice moment, <laughs> but Homer doesn't care. No, no. He's, he's dancing Homer now. Yeah, he was. He danced <laughs> to Baby Elephant Walk. Yeah, yeah. By Mancini. Yeah. For all you uh, classical music aficionados, Baby Elephant Walk. There you go. Is that from? Is that in Dumbo? No. You would think it would be. Just because it's got elephant in the title? Well, it's called Baby Elephant Walk. And they actually I mean, do that. It's been a long time since I've seen Dumbo. Hey, you so know I could be wrong. What? 69 minutes. That's how long Dumbo is. Oh. I'm just saying, it's a really short movie. Okay. I could barely qualify. You're making some weird joke about no, 69. Ew. Come on. That's a joke people make. I know, but it's Dumbo. <laughs> Come on. Well, that's why I was hesitant no, to react to your What I'm fact. saying is... You said, hey, you know what's fun? It's 69 minutes. I'm like, it's be- how is that fun? It's because the minimum amount of time that you can be for a full-length feature film is 65 minutes. Oh. It barely made it. I mean, barely would be if it was 65 minutes. No. No, that would be it just made it. <laughs> this is barely. Some would say that's interchangeable sentences. Some would be wrong. <laughs> Exhibit A. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Favorite, what were we talking about? Did you have a favorite joke in this episode? Was that the? That was, was the bleeding elves yeah, one. Yeah. Bleeding elves one. Good. That's a good one. Um, 
Mine would probably. Uh, um, it, it, it's it's Lisa. It's it's Lisa saying goodbye to her quote unquote yeah, yeah, friends. That's a great that, one. Yeah, that's that's my favorite one. Um, were there any other? Fir- oh, that's the other first that we that we talked about during while we were watching the episode. This is the first episode where Homer changes jobs. Oh yeah, he gets a new job, and it's a big deal in this episode. He he changes his jobs. He, he job. He he goes. To a different place. He, yeah, not doesn't just change his job, but like away from the power plant. Yeah, arguably he changed his job in Homer's Odyssey. To yeah, safety yeah. inspector. But, but like he 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 goes away from the power plant. He doesn't work at the power plant anymore. This is the first time he does that. And as Simpsons viewers will know, this will become a staple uh-huh. of the series. Whenever we need to do something different, give Homer a new job. Yeah, put him in space. Yeah, put him in space. Make him a celebrity for a few days. Um, make him Mr. X. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he wins a Pulitzer for some oh, reason. Um, make him... Uh, was he a pilot at one point? <laughs> probably. I don't know. The the Homer... Deep Space Homer is probably the best example. <laughs> yeah. Because it's actually a good episode. Yep. Um, oh, make him Krusty the Clown. Right, homie the clown. Homie the clown, um, or give Marge a new job. Mm-hmm. Pretzel wagon, cop, cop. <laughs> <laughs> All good things. Yep. All very good things. Uh, <laughs> but eventually, of course, it they they kind of stop making a big deal out of it, and it's like this is what Homer's doing this week, right? In this episode, the basically the entire second act is them coming to terms with it. Coming to terms with him changing jobs and having to move away. Right. Right? And that's a big part of the episode. In other episodes, he would stay in Springfield and he would just do this other job. Mm-hmm. Like when he becomes an inventor. Yeah. That was another one. I like that one. When he becomes a modern artist. I've already said I didn't like that one very much. Except for everything's coming up Millhouse. Yeah. That's James's least favorite episode. No, that's when James stopped watching. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's when he was just like, eh. Mm. See, that's yeah. the hard part about The Simpsons. It never goes out. No one ever goes out of The Simpsons with a bang. No. Right? It's always a, it's always a dull whimper. whimper. Yeah. It's just a, meh, I'm done. Yeah, all right. Which is the Good problem point. with long-running long series in, in the first place. Welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Anything else about Dance and Homer? Nope. Move on. Okay. <laughs> So the last episode we watched is Dead Putting Society. Dead Putting Society. Which you may know as a take on the film Dead Poets Society. Have Maybe you you've heard movie? of it. I have. Have you? Yeah, I have. Oh, okay. I actually just recently. Like, oh, like, yeah. Very I think recently. I remember we talked about Robin Williams yeah, and yeah. I had not seen it. And I loved it. That's great. I fell in love with it. It's like it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Um, here's a mini review of Dead Poets Society. Go. Um... It has some phenomenal performances from, like, very, very young actors who will eventually become quite famous. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Wilson from Eth- House. Ethan Hawke, uh, Robert Sean Leonard. Thank you. Is his name. <laughs> and, uh, Will from The Good Wife. I can't remember his name. Oh. Josh something. I haven't watched much of The Good Wife. So. Um, but he's great. He's really good in The Good yep. Wife. He's in five, the first five seasons. He's... Is he The Good Wife? No, no, oh. no. He's one of the, um, he's one of, the, like, the, 
the partners at the law firm that she works. Is he at. a bad wife then? No, he's not a wife. He's not a wife at all. No, he plays a man. Oh, yeah, I know. It's not very challenging, yeah. but he does it. All right, he well. does it well. So, <laughs> um, and of course, Robin Williams, of course, is just outstanding. Um, it's one of those. It's like he he got nominated for an Academy Award for it for Best Actor, but it's one of those like lead performances that actually isn't a lead performance. Mm-hmm. It's just a very 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 scene stealing. <laughs> Um, supporting performance and an important, very uh, important, role. yeah, very important role. Yeah, um, but it's not the main. He's not the main character. Yeah, um, Robert Sean Leonard and Ethan Hawke are probably the main characters. Yeah. of the movie. Um, but his and and I say scene stealing in the best ways. Of course, right? he's yeah. not chewing the scenery whatsoever. He's very reserved. He's just making the most of what he's given. Yeah, which is not. As much as you know, a lead performance would be. Yeah, and he does such a great job in it. Everybody is really great in it. And Peter Weir directs the movie with like, like grace. Like mm-hmm. he's just he's very. He has would very, you say grace and aplomb? I would. He has a very soft touch. Excellent, and it's, and it's great. Uh, that was my mini review of Dead Poet Society. Great. Moving back to Dead Putting Dead po- Society. Damn it! <laughs> I almost said Dead Poet Society. <laughs> uh. <laughs> This might be one of my favorite chalkboard gags of all time. Great. The chalkboard gag is, I am not a 32-year-old woman. (laughs) Because at this point, the secret was out. (laughs) Seriously. Like, do people... I guess I guess at that time it wasn't very uh, common for people to do the research of like no voices yeah stuff, like so. when like when season one happened <clears throat> Bart was huge yeah right and then people start seeing it's like okay Dan Castellaneta Julie Kavner who's this Nancy Cartwright mm-hmm. who's that what is that is she Bart Lee? is she's, played by she's a Lisa. woman <laughs> she's Lisa right yeah Yardley Smith Yardley, is a man that's got to be a man yeah. yeah that's a weird name um wait no oh. Harry Shearer must be Bart. Yeah. <laughs> or Hank Azaria. <laughs> um, and then, like, when people find out that it's actually this 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 blonde woman, like, this little blonde woman playing all of these all of these little boy characters, it's just like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love it. I, I, just, I also love... <laughs> Such like, a... It's a great meta joke. Yeah, and if you take it out of the meta joke... And just think of it completely literal. Mm. It makes it really funny too because I mm-hmm. picture Bart pretending to be a thirty-two-year-old woman at in school. Like, oh, my name is Agnes. Where? Like, what's going? I don't, I don't know. I'm so old, but <laughs> well, that's what a ten-year-old, <laughs> yeah, think a thirty-two-year-old woman sounds like. like. Thirty-two-year-old sounds like an yeah. old woman. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, where are my false teeth? Yeah. Uh, how did I get in here? <laughs> Why, in my day, young lady. And Krabappel's just like Bart. Go to the principals. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that's great. It's a good one. Yeah, it's, couch I, gag is fine. Send a little helper and snowball too. Yeah, they just jump on the couch. Yeah. Hey guys. Yeah, we're here too. <laughs> uh, this episode is directed by Rich Moore. He comes back. Great. Yeah, and written by Jeff Martin. Good. Haven't heard that one before. I don't think. Didn't we just Jeff Martin? No. Who am I thinking of? Mark Kirkland. Mm. You're thinking of anyway. Jeff Mark. Kirkland. Markland. <laughs> Mark Markland. Mark. 
Paul Blart Mallarkop. <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Blarp. <laughs> um, okay, so I was doing a lecture in uh, at work the other day, um, and it was about something called... Because you're a teacher. Uh, well, kind of. Teaching today's youth. Yes. Um, and I was, I was talking about um, posters and the propaganda that we find on posters and artwork and books, magazines, television, movies, uh, advertisements all around us, right? And I asked kids in the audience if they had... We were talking about a kind of propaganda which is called endorsement. And we were talking about word-of-mouth endorsement, which can um, include movie reviews, right? And I asked kids if they had ever gone to see a movie based on the recommendation of a friend mm-hmm. or, or, a, or a parent, right? Yeah. Um, and naturally, most of them put their hands up. And so just for fun, I asked them, what movies did you go see? Mm-hmm. And every single one of them sucked. Every single one of them. Can I guess some? Yes. Frozen? No. Oh. I like Frozen. Frozen's okay. actually pretty pretty okay. Yeah. Uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop? <laughs> two. <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. The, ki- the kid put his hand up, said, uh, I went and saw Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. And I was like... And did you like it? He's like, oh, yeah. And like six other kids were like, oh, it was the best. It was so funny. And I wanted to punch every one of them in the throat. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh that's, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Really, Transformers. It was too bad. Well, that's another one. Yeah. Yeah. They, I know kids like. Yeah. Um, TMNT. Oh God! Yep, yeah. Uh, what the first one? The first one, like the kid put his hand up. Oh, you're gonna love this oh, no. one. He put his hand up, and I and I was like, Yeah. What did you go see based on the recommendation of a friend? And he said, The Amazing Spider-Man Two. And I said, Did you like it? And he's like, Oh yeah. Oh, God. And I was just, Hmm. <laughs> All right. So you're out. <laughs> Who's Get out. next? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm quitting soon. I should do that once. You should. <laughs> Make them feel bad for their choices. As, Paul Blart Mall as Cop young too. kids who still haven't formed Get out. their own opinions and <laughs> tastes. Uh, they, they still think people falling down at any point in time is fun mm-hmm. and funny. Well, so do I. So. No, you don't. People because falling down I, no, is really no funny. I added the caveat at any point in time. Yeah, right. Without yeah. context, any, anytime someone falls, it's funny. <sighs> You're a monster. <laughs> you should love Paul Blart. <laughs> then <laughs> farting and falling down. Anyway, dead putting society. Um, this is probably this. This is probably like the origin story of. Homer and Flanders, of well, Homer's disdain for Flanders, really. This is where they, like, truly focus on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always the, the hint that he just doesn't like his neighbor. Yeah. For no real reason. And then this one, it shows you why. Yeah. Because Flanders is over. the better version of him in every yeah. way. Yeah. Um, so, that's essentially the story. Homer gets invited over to Ned's house and he sees how perfect Ned's family is, immediately gets jealous, feels like Ned is throwing all this in his face and is, like, laughing at him or something, and he gets very offended by it for, like, it's not a really good reason at all. Um, and he leaves and... Goes mini-golfing. Goes mini-golfing. And happens around in Ned Flanders there. Yeah. And Ma- uh, 
Bart and mm-hmm. Todd find that there is going to be a mini putt tournament. Yes. And they are both interested. And Homer and Because you get a free balloon for every participant. And you could win $50. Oh, but boy. Bart's more concerned with the balloon. Because he knows he can oh, win Yeah, that. we can talk about how cheap those beers were in the... <laughs> Holy shit! Let's go back for a second. <laughs> uh, that's something this we need a, to mention. This is a first, this is a uh, this is a uh, two bad neighbors first. This is a two bad neighbors rewind. Act one. <laughs> so of Dance and Homer. Yeah. So did you notice that the giant beers that? Hang on, hang on. Did, oh. did you notice how big? Yeah. The beer was? Yeah, they were like giant tubs. No, like, because like, he says exactly how big they are at the oh, beginning. It's 72 it? ounces. Oh my god. Yeah. How, many, how, how much is that? How much is that? That drown a small child? If you put the child's head in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah, so. 100%. Okay. No, yeah. Good. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> it's just... You're, it's, you're now it's, an accomplice. No, it's basically a lot... You know like those large popcorn tubs? Yeah. It's that. It's that, yeah. Filled with beer. And two of them cost $2.50. $2.50. Really showing your age. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That would be $40. This is still just like that, early, would be, that would be $40 easy, easy. now. Yeah. Yeah. And this was still early 90s, so it's like not that far back, you know what I mean? Yeah. And In terms of inflation. It's crazy. Yeah. That's got to be crazy, right? Because I know, I know beer is cheaper in the States. Like, it's much cheaper mm-hmm. in the States. Yeah. Um, but. No way that cheap. <laughs> no way that cheap. Unless it's just, like, because it's Springfield and because it's a shitty stadium and they don't get many people there. They just water down their beer and sell it That super might be cheap. the joke, but, know. like, there's a lot of hoops you got to jump through to get to that yeah. logic, right? I just think that's how cheap the beer was. I think so too. Because yeah, they didn't draw any attention to it. It's just no. like oh, 250. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, that's normal. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. It would cost 40 bucks for two of those. Yeah. Seriously. I, I, I believe you. <laughs> like, if a, like, ser- like if a large tub of popcorn costs almost $10, mm-hmm. which it does, a 72 ounce beer. <laughs> Is it going to cost twenty? Mm-hmm. Right, it'll probably cost twenty dollars. Be weird to drink it out of that thing. It's very weird to drink it out of that thing. That feel would, you have to hold it with two hands yeah. every time you take a drink out of it. Yeah, I you can't. Like, I wouldn't like it. You can't do anything else. No, you have to just drink out of it. That's well, the whole beauty of beer is being able to do things whilst drinking. Yeah, but they're watching baseball. You heard it here first. Beer is good. Uh, I think I heard that on the Barley Buds. First. That's true. Yeah, the Barley Buds do talk about beer. So can we fast forward? Anyway, let's uh, let's uh, this is a fun travel back in time. Let's yeah. go back back to where we were uh, where we left off. Okay, fast forward. Dead Putting Society. So they unexpectedly run into Ned and Todd, and they decide to um, put their boys in the putting tournament against each other. And one thing leads to another, and they make a very very silly bet to well the the. The father of the boy who doesn't win has to mow the other <laughs> person's lawn. Wearing their wife's Sunday best. Yes. Yes. Nailed it. All right. And so this episode is essentially about like about fathers and sons and how we put too much pressure on And we use children. them as 
we use them reflections as, of ourselves as in pawns. As pawns, yeah. As Bart said, yeah. Um, in order to, I don't know, make a point or something, mm-hmm. live vicariously through them. Mm-hmm. I think is the uh, parlance of today. It is. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think of this one? Um, it's not. You know, it's it was fine. It didn't grab me a lot. I liked it a lot this time. Yeah, yeah. I really like the um, I really like the interchange between Flanders because he see between Homer and Flanders because Flanders actually seemed human, uh-huh. right? Like more more human than he than he usually does. Um, less perfect. There's like cracks in his armor, right? And he he's, he allows Homer to get to him mm-hmm. a little bit more than usual. Yeah, right. Um, probably the only other really good example of Homer actually getting to Ned. Is the uh, episode Bart Star with the um, with the football mm-hmm. when they play football and he throws a beer at him? Oh yeah, <laughs> I really like that episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you would season nine. <clears throat> yep, great stuff. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I like I do like the Flanders and Homer stuff. I uh, didn't care too much for the Lisa training Bart stuff. Um, didn't dislike it. Mm-hmm. But it was just, yeah, sure. Um, I, I like, like all the... it shows like the it shows the relationship between Bart and Lisa a little bit more. Like, and and I think that's something that we haven't gotten enough of mm-hmm. uh, up to this point, right? They've kind of like sidestepped the relationship between uh, brother and sister. Yeah, um, they're they're siblings, and there's a, like a mutual understanding between the two of them. There's like there's a care between the two of them, and I, I enjoy it when they interact, and especially when they work together. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, and I, I kind of like it when they gang up on Homer and like try and like it's like you're being the worst right now. Yeah. Um. So I really like uh, the uh, one of my favorite jokes in the episode is a good one of the first examples I think of a good visual and sound uh, joke. Mm. You know, a, a joke that doesn't rely too much on the di- the dialogue, and it's the one hand clapping. Mm-hmm. I find that really funny. Yeah. Just like the sound it makes and just like Bart doing it. Yeah. <laughs> no no answer. Lise, listen up. <laughs> I would do that all, like any time. Like I, that was the first time I heard that proverb or whatever you want to uh-huh. call it, right? And so in my mind, I'm like, yes, no, there's an answer. It's this. <laughs> <laughs> it's this. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I learned that. <laughs> Bart Simpson got it right. Yeah. Oh, well, he does. Yeah. Right. The, the tree in the forest. Oh, that's, that's the one that gets him. That's it. another story. Yeah, that's the one that gets to him. <laughs> I like how he kind of goes, like, cross-eyed. Ooh. <laughs> it's funny. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of a Karate Kid uh, homage. It very much is. Yeah. 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 Uh, but we all we, we do get in this episode the first appearance of Maud and uh, Rod Flanders. That's right. The Flanders flock Flanders is, is fully fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And did also, you see what I did there? I, yeah. Flanders and Blanc. Alliter- alliteration. Yeah, I get it. Um, <laughs> that was four. Oh, boy. True alliteration. What? Must be three or more to be a true alliteration. Why? Don't ask me how the English language rules work. You just made that rule up. Just no, now. I didn't. I guarantee you did. I guarantee I didn't. All right. Well, we'll see on corrections and omissions next time. All right. <laughs> Who's right? If no one says anything, then I was right. <laughs> Um, but it's also no- notable that this Thank is God the... we buried this one deep <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> um, 
This is the first time uh, Maude appears, and therefore Maggie Roswell becomes a regular uh, cast member. Is she is she a regular now? Um, I, as far as I know. Oh, or like I don't. Uh, I'm always not 100 percent sure how it works past the the 100 percent regulars. You know. No, the you're family. right. You're, no, you're right. Yeah, okay. yeah. She became a regular with this episode. Yeah, great. Um, and she she plays. A lot mm-hmm. of characters. She plays Maud, of course, Helen Lovejoy, Miss Hoover, Luann Van Houten, um, and others. <laughs> Et al. Yeah. Yeah. She basically plays the the other uh, older women on the show. Yeah. Aside that, you know, Julie Kavner can't play. Yeah. Um, she was gone for a while. Yeah, she was. She went. She went. Uh, she she went away for a while. That's why they killed off Maud, mm. um, because there was a pay dispute. Mm. Um, and then she came back in season fourteen. Good. Yeah, just in time. Just in time. <laughs> uh, let's see here. She she left the show. Um. She left the show in 1999 and came back in 20 in in 2002. Right. So she'd done all the golden years anyway, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. So nailed it. Oh, and she was Sherry Bobbins. Oh yeah. 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 That's one a of, fun one. One of my favorite one-offs. Nice. Yeah, there's a there's something for you. I really, I really, really like that episode. Simpson califragilistic expialidocious. Expiala annoyed Dope. grunt. An, uh, yeah, Just, annoyed grunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's clever because they put what dough is in the mm-hmm. middle of that. It's it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, <laughs> favorite joke. Ugh. No. You don't have one. <laughs> really? Um, nothing jumped. Well, well, the hand clapping. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's fair. One hand clapping. Yeah. Um, I also really like uh, Lisa's advice to Bart. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh, what's the word? Uh, a pep, pep talk mm-hmm. to him right before he starts. Mm-hmm. Which is like, having never been given... Uh, words of encouragement, encouragement myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but I'll give it a shot. And it's like, I believe, I believe in, in you. you. Thanks, man. <laughs> so sad. Oh, Poor little Lisa. So sad. <laughs> what about you? Do you got any uh, favorite jokes? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, everything with the British announcer. <laughs> oh yeah, he's great. I think the British announcer of the mini putt game is just outstanding. Um, for those of you who may have not seen this episode in a while, at the very end, the climax of the episode is raw. Uh, Todd, sorry, Todd and Bart play the game of miniature golf, and during this time, for some inexplicable reason, it is being commentated on by a very professional-sounding British announcer who is, in the best way. Um, hyperbolizing absolutely everything that's going on. He's calling yep. them gladiators, <laughs> saying that their courage is unmatched by anything that he's ever seen, <laughs> and in the end he cries. Yeah. It's fantastic. 
and is with the KBBL. Oh yeah, it's KBBL. Yeah. <laughs> no Rick and Marty, but or not Rick and Marty. Rick and Morty. Rick and, <laughs> Rick and Morty. It's a different thing. <laughs> Something in Marty. Marty, you gotta get up. I I made a bomb. <laughs> oh, oh no, Rick. That's it, Rick. I'm taking control of the situation. <laughs> Uh, did you watch the couch gag of Rick and Morty? No. Hmm. No, I didn't. How dare you, you post things on my wall. <laughs> Arguably, I posted on my wall and tagged you. Oh, uh, yeah. So comes up on mine, though. Yeah, I know. So. That's why I tagged you. Anywho. I wanted you to watch it. What would you think of this episode overall? It was just fine. I wasn't a big fan, but I also didn't dislike it. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I got really excited last time when we started season two, and I think I think the first three were all really solid. And then Mark these Gets three, Simpson and Delon- yeah, those were those yeah. were really solid episodes. Yeah. And then this one is, or these three, this batch, yeah, was kind of more mediocre and like peak season one material versus mm. season two material. If that makes sense. No, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. So it's... so it's just yeah, there wasn't a lot of great gags and great jokes that are super memorable to me. Um, Dead Pudding Society is an episode that I remember really well. Yeah. Um, like a lot of the, just the nuances and the way lines are delivered and that kind of thing is all burned in my brain. Yeah. But there's not a lot that, like, I find really funny. Um, I do like the, the Homer and Flanders rivalry. I think that's really funny. I mm-hmm. like when Flanders kind of goes off his rocker a bit and mm-hmm. becomes a bit more like Homer. Um, that's always fun to see. Brings him down to his level. Yeah. yeah. Hurricane Nettie pops out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it was just uh, it was just kind of forgetful. Forgettable, rather. Not forgettable. For, no, yeah, I, I it get it. It doesn't have a forgetful memory. Um, I, uh, I was saying that a couple of these, uh, like earlier, because I remembered them so well, that you could consider them golden, like golden episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think you can. Yeah. Uh, upon review. Right. This yeah. is this is actually another reason why I I I'm enjoying doing these again because mm-hmm. of like um, I'm seeing episodes with fresh eyes essentially mm-hmm. um, for the first time in years and years and years and sometimes they just don't turn out to be the way that I thought they would be um, like um, Simpson and Delilah that I can consider a golden episode yeah that episode's too. fantastic Treehouse of Horror one mm-hmm. also a golden episode. Agreed. Um, but all three of these, um, I, I thought before two cars in every garage and dead pudding society could be golden episodes, but I don't think so. As I said, story strong, I think for two cars in every garage and dead pudding society. I think they both have strong stories. Yeah. But I don't think the jokes are there. I agree. Whereas in Simpson and Delilah, the jokes are there. Treehouse of Horror, I think the jokes are there. And next week, when we're doing um, Bart versus Thanksgiving, Bart the Daredevil, and Itchy and Scratchy and Marge, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Bart the Daredevil is still going to be in there. As a golden? Yeah. Okay. Just because of its defining moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I saw, I've seen Itchy and Scratchy and Marge recently, and that's another one that is like, it's... it's a good story, but I don't think the jokes are there. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, I, w- I would say if if I had to wager on any of those three being uh, golden caliber, yeah, uh, I would say Bart the Daredevil, but I, f- I feel like I, it still still doesn't quite hit the mark for me. Yeah. It's got um, the climax that is great, and the everything leading up to it is fine. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. We'll find out. Um, because, like, I know, like, if we've, we've identified a couple here that are, that I think are golden, golden age material. or In season like, two? Yeah. Or at least, like, season three, um, early season three uh, material. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go out there again and say that um, Barkus is by, hit by a car. I think is a Golden Age Material episode and Lisa Substitute. I don't think that one's even up for debate, though. No. no. <laughs> like, that one... If there is a first Golden Age episode, <laughs> if there is a very first one, yes. you can debate everything else I've said. Yes. But, like, Lisa I've, Substitute. I've seen Lisa Substitute recent enough to know... I've seen it so many times yeah. to know that's... And it doesn't stop being <clears throat> effective. It's Oh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It... Yeah. And we'll get there. Oh, yeah. And Brush with Greatness, too. I like... I that's, like a, that's a decent one. I like Brush with Greatness. <laughs> um, there's really good episodes. Yeah, there is. There's, there's really good episodes in this. There's not bad episodes no, in this yeah. season. It's like, just that none it's, of them are quite at the caliber yet. It's Silver Age. Yeah. You're right. I think we're defining a new era. I think we are. This because is I a... think season two gets lumped in with season one too often, but it's just too much of a, of a leap forward yeah. between the two... Like, I think there's just too much of a leap forward, too much of a discrepancy mm-hmm. between the two for you to keep lumping them together. Yeah. And I, I think it does a disservice to both of them because they're both so different. Mm-hmm. So, that's this episode. Yeah. And that's uh, that's pretty much going to do it for us here at Two Bad Neighbors. We're done? <laughs> Is this over? Bye. <laughs> Are we... We're not watching any more episodes? We're not... Oh. Oh, is the podcast done? Or is no, the sorry, episode this done? episode. Oh, thank God. Is that... Did you misunderstand? I did. I thought you were quitting. Oh. Well, I mean, it was. But then you got really upset, so I retconned my, oh, okay. my quitting. I'm glad. <laughs> um, if you have any corrections or omissions or comments that you'd like to leave us, check us out on Facebook at mm-hmm. facebook.com slash neighbors, Or shoot us an email at thehammockdistrict on 3rd. At gmail.com. Numerical 3. Numerical 3. RD. At gmail.com. <laughs> it's really, it's not that hard to figure out, really. We, it's a running joke we have now, but it's, I mean, it's three words. See, the more you bring it up, the less funny it All is. Right. <laughs> Could have just, I, I should have just done the hammer cut. <laughs> you should have. Someone else had the hammock district, and I really wanted that one. Yeah. If you have the email, thehammockdistrict at gmail.com. We'll buy it. We'll buy it from you. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Five bucks. You got five bucks? I want five bucks. I got five bucks. <laughs> um, yeah, stay tuned for next time when we talk about three more episodes. And keep working our way through the Silver Age of The Simpsons. Nice. Working our way towards the tangible golden age which is just within reach i can see it i can see it and then you'll enjoy listening to us just quote things the entire episode yeah we're being pretty academic right now we are it's gonna fall apart it's gonna fall apart we're just gonna be laughing and saying you remember that time yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so look forward to that but the thing is we'll have guests as well that's true that's true to, to keep us on track yeah so we can ask them what they thought you know, I'd love to see someone with completely f- never seen a Simpsons episode watch Cape Fear with us 
and hear what they say about it because will they be able to get a word in we'll let we'll let them okay <laughs> i will i don't know about you uh, i can't control you no that's true as you know yeah um but thanks for listening everybody and we'll uh, see you next time Thank you.